<laughs> hey guys, um, um, what's brown and sticky? Tar. What's, what? No. What's brown and sticky? Uh, the stickiest of the icky, Mister Dave. <laughs> no, wrong again, Tom. Uh, this this lunch we're trying to eat. Oh no, you guys are both wrong. It's a stick. I'm Tom. I'm Justin. I'm Frank. We're and all- this is. Ha ha! Engage. We're here to discuss Star, Star Trek, Trek Picard, Picard. Uh, season one, episode two. What's the title? Maps on that and bad Legends. Boy? What maps and legend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, let's just get into it. Let's just get into uh, it. This was more of a setup episode. Oh, you can say that. <laughs> so here's the thing. Yes, Justin is referencing a the very beginning, the cold open where. We see what happens on Mars, mm-hmm. the thing that's referenced last week. Where an army of Mark Zuckerbergs. <laughs> yeah. Engage. <laughs> we, we see what, what happens when the synth workers that are being used by Starfleet for reasons still unknown rebel and murder all these people and blow up all yes. the shit. And this did something that I appreciate. Yes. Because, to me, it was a very conscious, almost ironic choice to make all of these dead meat uh, workers have this sort of cheesy dialogue that tells you all of these people are about to get fucking murdered. Yeah. Um, and to me, it didn't feel like they were engaging with that. They were doing that sincerely. It was definitely ironic. Like, the joke was... These people are being jokey joke co-workers who, like, this could be a sitcom, but they're about to get horribly murdered. And then they do. Yeah. They all get, like, horrifically killed. Yeah. I, I And I I appreciate I I really do like this scene. One, I think Mars looks awesome. Uh, the, the production design and the, the robot looks cool. The robot looks cool. What I really appreciate about this scene is... It um, is uh, Picard's fear uh, from the mm. original series come to life. This is exactly what his fear was. Uh, and in in that, like, Data was allowed to grow and become uh, a person. Yes. And what Starfleet always wanted to do was replicate these Datas for their ability. To be slaves. To be slaves. And they are uh, treated like they're non-humans. And what we're, I think, led to believe is this is basically the same technology that was Data. Because they have the same eyes. They have yellow eyes and white skin. And And there's a scene, and what got me and what I thought was really effective is the worker makes a comment about the android being creepy and the other person says, you know he can hear you. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. So the, there are two positronic brains that we know create the kind of intelligence that we can see in them. And it one went to data. The other went to lore. And those are the only. Well, uh, those uh, are the only two that are intelligent. Canonically, there was also data's mom. bot. True. Who Dr. Song created and 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 made to believe that she was indeed. Uh, yeah. Whatever her name was. Sung. 
What what, yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Data's daughter? She didn't last. She was unstable and she ah, died. Okay. Well, her his first daughter. His first daughter. You know, uh, Picard wasn't nearly as broken up about that one. Yeah. Uh, the other comment that I have is fucking fucky fuck 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 yes, fuck. They yes. cursed all over this episode. <laughs> they. <laughs> so much in this episode and why <laughs> i think i know i know the answer i think uh, i think i know why fucking hubris yeah that that's a good line that's a great line yeah. that line would have been better if there was not the curse that went in before that mm. when the the irish romulan lady calls the uh vatgash uh romulans fuckers yeah i had to rewind it and I was like, is she just saying something in Romulan? Was, no, she says fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. The fuckers, she says the fuckers wiped it clean. I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so we see the Utopia Planitia shipyards destroyed by the Mark Zuckerberg army. Uh, and then we hop back to they the present. Kind of like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it looked a lot like Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, uh, we hop back to uh, the present future. Uh, where Picard is uh, sorting things out with his Romulan friends uh, at his chateau. And uh, basically, uh, they reveal that uh, they believe that this was the act of a hyper-secret society, stonecutter, Illuminati organization who have a uh, deep and terrifying secret about the very nature of existence and who have permeated every uh, galactic mm -hmm. civilization, mm -hmm. and it has to do with synthetics. Who made Steve Gutenberg <laughs> a star? <laughs> now, we do. Now, was this all new information? Uh, yes, I believe so. All, all completely brand new. I... Uh, uh, I hated this scene. I really hated it. Now, okay, so throughout this scene, what they are attempting to do an almost Pulp Fiction-y or whatever kind of thing where they cut between them talking in Picard's office and then actually going to Dodge's apartment. Um, and it's like interspliced and... And it didn't earn it. <laughs> it didn't. So I'm not a big fan of when TV does stuff like this, because as you're saying, TV people typically don't do this stuff very well. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against people who make who make stuff to, usually for TV. There are there's tons mm -hmm. of really interesting and good direction in television. Yeah. But the format doesn't always lend itself well to stylistic flourishes like this. And it's usually done pretty poorly. I will say it annoyed me a little bit, but my metric for whether or not I felt like it was done poorly was whether I could understand what was being done. Mm -hmm. And so because this was coherent to me, it didn't bother me. First, the background of the scene, the action of the scene, because they are talking about this secret society thing, they're not uh, necessarily giving... Um, full attention to what they're doing and then they go to Dodge's apartment and while talking about this super secret society which is introduced completely in this episode yes. and gives the secret society um, a hatred of synthetic life which means this secret society which we've never heard about before uh, is completely brand new information in this episode they're introducing it um is uh somehow behind 
all of this. Possibly. We don't know. Possibly. We don't know yet. Um, and then there's also this amazing technology that uh, <laughs> the Romulan um, woman has, which can recreate uh, the the past. No, it's it's it. So this is something that they do on like CSI stuff and in video games. It doesn't recreate the past. It reconstructs, and they call it a reconstruction hologram. I, and I the line it. that I think I liked was. Picard says, oh, that doesn't work very well at all. And she says, oh, we always made you think that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm i okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, because this is a reality where they have transport transporters that use Heisenberg compensators, uh, scare quotes, uh, to, uh, to, to transport matter and turn it into energy and back. So it's fully believable that they could have the technology to... Uh, create the the god computer that could extrapolate from a deterministic set of variables and work its way backwards through a series of events and recreate the past. So we're in a universe that can create warp shells and has Heisenberg compensators. This is this is like uh, walk in the garden compared to these things. So I have no problem with that. I think there was a lot of information dumped. Uh, I think the direction style was new, but I think this is kind of like vintage uh, Star Trek in a lot of ways. Every episode of Star Trek kind of had you just going, yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, as yeah. a bunch of shit is just laid on you. And then some like techno jargon is used to explain why this uh, plot movement device has occurred. I, I was thinking that, uh, that exact thing, and, and I have no idea where this series is going. But I, I have that same exact thought that Star Trek always kind of has been about people standing around talking, <laughs> yeah, and, yes. and giving information to each other. And what and that's this, why the show works. I found the second half of last episode and most of this episode overwhelming with just the sheer amount of information uh, that they are are dropping onto you. They I, crammed I, in way too much. I agree. Uh, one thing from that scene that I just want to throw out there. Uh, is that uh, they, 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 they tease this thing that this secret, secret organization is out as if it's this existentially disturbing thing. Yeah. And I really wanted Jean-Luc to just go, fucking lay it on me. Fucking try me. I interacted with fucking Q, and he learned that all humanoid species are derived from a single seed species that left... Uh, Left DNA imprints on all sorts of life forms throughout the galaxy. He knows a lot of really fucked up, existentially disturbing shit. Uh, so you know they're teasing it as if it's gonna even be able. He was fucking assimilated into the Borg once, which uh, uh, spoiler alert that comes up again pretty soon. So many times in the first episode and this episode, which made me want to pull my fucking hair out, was somebody would lay some information onto Picard and then Picard would say why and they would say I don't know <laughs> I do not know so that's I think that's just a facet of modern TV now bad writing I, I yes <laughs> yeah yeah I, I there's I will. So before we get to the other, a couple of the other big scenes, like uh, the scene that led led to the big curse word, 
um, and the reveal of a potential insurrection within Starfleet from Romulan interference. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the great character actor David Paymer uh, yep. shows up for a little scene. If I may claim some vindication points, if I could get some yes, brownie yeah. points for my uh, my Nostradamus prediction abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had wondered if they were going to stay true to the very small detail in All Good Things where uh, Crusher scans Picard's brain and finds an abnormality that might cause Eremotic syndrome or other kinds of space Alzheimer's in his future. And lo and behold, we get a uh, ticking clock uh, a Walter White death clock, if you will, <laughs> for uh, Jean-Luc Picard mm. to incentivize him to go out and fuck space shit up. Um, a thing I think is funny, um, it is 100% that, but I don't think they say aromatic syndrome in they don't. the episode, because I think they forgot what was the they dumb forgot. fucking thing also, they came up with. They should have. Like, yeah, I was a little confused that the yeah they they kind of danced around it. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. That's what it is. It's because they literally forgot what it was called, or they forgot what it was called, or they remembered what it was called, and they were like, "That sounds dumb." Yeah, <laughs> so we're just not gonna say it. And not to, I'm sorry, but not to be super negative, but. So many of the scenes in this episode, the editing, the the placement of scenes, uh, literally felt they dropped the scene in because they had to. There was no flow to the episode. A little but, clunky, but um, I think actually, but I think it was very well acted. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's some some heavy shit that we're continuing to add on to the. The character of Picard. Uh, so uh, when uh, Picard's milling around in his office with some beautiful establishing shots of him looking at his own reflection in a clock for some reason, yeah. because time is ticking and he's going to die, I spot it on his desk a little uh, rustic and flute chilling there. So that's cool. Uh, little nerd detail I noticed, because David Paymer has never been on Star Trek before, and they act like they know each other. And I was like, well, he was not on the Enterprise. Where would he be from? And he said, you the remember Stargazer. when we were together on the Stargazer? Mm-hmm. Which is the ship that Picard was on before he was on the Enterprise that got blown up by the Ferengi. I wish they had cast Bob Newhart for this guy. <laughs> he would be too mumbly. He <laughs> got the same hand hangdog situation. But in, at the end of the scene, uh, Picard's basically like, hey, Hey, asshole, I can curse now, you fucker. Um, just, just, uh, just fucking put sign, it through. Sign the p- certificates, you I'm bitch. I'm gonna die, you son of a bitch. Just put it through. And then he, he goes to Starfleet Academy. And we hear, no, we don't. We hear, they did the theme to the show that we've all watched. That one. <laughs> yeah. So then we're off to Starfleet Academy. Mm-hmm. Well, not Academy. Wait, what? Starfleet, uh, Starfleet headquarters. headquarters. Yeah. In Tempe? Seattle? <laughs> no! God damn it! It's San Why Francisco. Why would they have this you, space needle if it wasn't Starfleet? You fly over the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Which has been turned into a solar, a solar array. I thought that was a neat little detail. Yeah, I thought that was neat too. I saw that. Uh, although Just this, a, is, this is a future where they have... Uh, 
at like infinite energy stores mm-hmm. you know True. so like th- that must have been like the historic solar array from the ancient past used yeah. to like power can we point out clock? that justin thinks the golden gate bridge is in seattle yeah it's like seattle <laughs> yeah it goes between canada and portland yeah uh yeah so he goes there and there's a great cute scene where he goes to like reception yeah oh i like that yeah and uh he's like jean-luc fucking picard and he goes up to the guy and he's like oh yes i have an appointment the guy just stares at him he goes uh, your name uh "Uh, oh uh, picard jean-luc picard (laughs) he goes oh good to see you're still up and around admiral you're looking well can you hear me are you deaf because you're so fucking old Old, Damn, old. you look like you're about to die, dog. Like, what's your deal, man? <laughs> I mean, in that uh, guy's defense, Patrick Stewart's n- not looking great. He's looking pretty fa- frail. He looks fine for his age. He does I, not look I like agree. he's dying. Just what is your problem? He looks he's a, he looks very frail. I just I he think is he a looks seventy eight year old man. Yeah, that's fucking old. I mean, I agree that's fucking old, but he looks spry. He doesn't have a giant yeah. pot belly. He doesn't have a waddle down to his uh, uh, sternum. Yeah, that's why I said frail. Frail's not fat. He <laughs> smokes weed with his girlfriend, with his much younger wife in their treehouse. <laughs> All right. Well, you proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we are now. Um. Uh. uh Jean Luc Picard is asking some random um Starfleet lady. Um. To reinstate him. Into Starfleet, he says even, listen, I know with the rank, you can even put me back to captain. I like that because it just shows how like weird and desperate he is. Yeah, but it's also a bit of fan service because we've never seen Admiral Captain (laughs) Picard. I kind of like the, uh, sorry, I I keep coming back to this, but I kind of like the all good things timeline where he was ambassador Picard. I felt like that Mm. uh, suited him much better. But It'd be this, fitting for him, yeah. You know, plot. Uh, and then she looks at him and goes, "You fucking little bitch, piece of shit! I <laughs> you fucking piece of fucking garbage! <laughs> you fucking c-word! Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you fucking I'm a- <laughs> hubris, <laughs> like Icarus! You have flown too close to the flame of your expectation of your." Legacy, and I cannot permit you to go into space. And he gets fucking smacked down. And what I like about this scene, and it's because it's Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. he sells the fact that he just got fucking smacked down. Yeah, uh, that escalator so he shot looks crushed. Yeah, that was solid. That was a solid yeah. shot. My, I had a slight issue with the scene, is that we yeah. had the same pretty much, except for the plot detail of him wanting to be reinstated. We had the same yeah. thing last episode with the interview. Yeah, it's a little similar. There's a lot of information that's being given in these two episodes, and also a lot of information is being that we as the audience know is being repeated, and we don't need to see that. I'm not not necessarily this episode as much as other things, but it's like the show is going at once too fast and too fucking slow. I don't know. I mean, I was fine with it. Uh, the, the interview sort of set up the premise 
that there was a schism between Picard and the Federation. And this one kind of flushed yes. it out in kind of like boring bureaucratic detail where uh, sort of shit you wouldn't even consider, especially in the age of Brexit, that like Picard deciding to aid the Romulans would peeve people off and then worlds and civilizations would uh, Brexit their way out of the Federation. They would feds it, it as it were. Uh Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, so I was okay with it. And they're kind of that combined combined with this scene at the reception desk sort of really uh, let us know that uh, the cachet that we, the audience, and the affection that we, the audience, feel for Picard is not felt by the, the world uh, at large. No, no. From the nerd at the reception desk to his own superiors. And I think what this is the overall point that I think it's threading through pretty well is like, well, this is what happens to your fucking heroes. Yeah. When their time comes, who gives a shit? Why don't you do what you do best? Go home. Go home. Ooh. Good line. And he looks, again, because it's Patrick Stewart and he's an excellent actor, he fucking sells it. He looks like he just got kicked in the balls. Mm. And then he goes, he does go home. And then yeah. has a rapid fire exposition scene with the people. And they're like, whoa, why don't you call up Riker and Worf and, and Jordy and everybody's and like about forge. to come. And he's like, no, and no, he's like, no, no, I can't. Now, that line specifically, I I, I, I rolled my eyes, but I also uh, I liked beat it. off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, scene, I had a little nerd boner. Yeah, this scene, it's, uh, is this is the scene where he, uh, his uh, housekeepers are trying to talk him out of it? Uh, yes. Correct. This is my favorite scene of the episode. Because it's character. It's it's characters uh, talking to each other, relating to each other, and not fully giving an exposition dump. And I think that it was... I don't know. I Based on this scene, I don't think the Romulans are going with him on his trip. And that made me sad. That really made me sad because... I like these two characters. I like them a lot. And... I can see them being important. Because uh, Picard's going to be off in space, and they're going to be back on Earth. And as we know, there's a conspiracy brewing on Earth, and, and they're going to be Picard's points of contact. And they are crucially ex Tal Shiar, which is Romulan secret agents. So um, much information is just keeps getting repackaged and told to different characters. I don't know. I think it's sloppy, but let's move on. Yeah, let's move on so, to, the, to the next bad, bad scene. Jesus. The next great scene. The bad scene is when we find dun 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 that the Romulans are infiltrating Starfleet for who knows why. Yeah. Um, because the Admiral Lady from the scene where she basically tells Picard to fuck off and calls him a little pussy, um, <laughs> is then re-relates on... the the scene we just saw to this other character. So the Admiral is on space Skype with this lady who i assumed was vulcan she's too illogical to be vulcan yeah I, think. No, no. I thought she i assumed she was vulcan at first and then she starts behaving like a psychotic asshole and i'm like oh she's clearly a romulan mm. uh and she starts talking a bunch of cryptic nonsense yeah. to uh a lady a british lady who we get a shot of her ears and her ears look weird as shit and they get back to it later um, but I was like, "What the fuck's up with this lady's ears? Why are we show? Why are they showing me this?" Um, <laughs> so, so this is the scene that reveals that there is a infiltration plot by the Romulans into yes. 
Starfleet, even into a higher a higher up in Starfleet, because the person. But who I had Picard to extrapolate. Down, but I had to extrapolate that from context clues because yes. nothing that they're saying tells you that. Also, I just want to throw this out there. You guys keep uh, saying it, but I think uh, uh, it is never it is alluded to possibly that this organization uh, transcends and may not even be Romulan. It might be something so oh, true that it permeates all galactic civilizations. You are correct about that. They do say that. So, in fact, I, I'm um, frankly I'm leaning that way because I, I they need they need a, a bit of tension that sort of transcends the the established, and I I think we're gonna. So meet. she could be a Vulcan. Uh, she could be a Vulcan. Yeah. I I think maybe that this this organization might be synthetic themselves, or maybe they know that all humanoid life is synthetic. That's my I, theory. I have a theory that we'll get to when we talk about the scene that Justin doesn't like that I was okay with. The fucking scene. I mean, they had weird. They had weird underwear on. <laughs> they did have. Was that your problem with it? Yeah, I mean, everything else was like super cool. <laughs> they just fucking boned. You know how red that is. <laughs> okay, so so we're on to that scene. They had just fucked. They have started a sexual relationship with each other. He and he's is, still kind of Hugh Granting. Yeah, yeah, and he's apparently. I mean, we'll get to what the thing is later, but he's like a, a, a higher up or something or in a different division than her. I still, I'm not exactly sure what she does. We don't know what he does. And he is not telling her. And it's uh, all secret, very secretive. There was the line towards the end of it. Can you keep a secret? He says, and can you keep his? Yeah, can yeah. you can you keep a secret? And she says yes, and he says so. Can I? That's yeah, a good, I thought that was that's a, a neat good line. line. That was a good line. Yeah, I I'm warming to him as this performance is revealing itself a little bit. Um, if he had just been Hugh Grant Romulan the whole time, I maybe would not have liked it. So um, so here, let's do the info dump that they did. So uh, we get some because they go into more info dumping. So it would appear that uh, in the wake of the Romulan exodus, the Romulan have some Romulans have happened upon a abandoned Borg cube that was so damaged that its uh, inhabitants were disconnected from the Borg collective. Cool. And now the Romulans are uh, just using it to live in, but they're also harvesting resources and information and gleaning profits from the Borg technology uh, and inviting other world uh, people, researchers, to come and do scientific work on the Borg technology and the formerly assimilated Borg inhabitants of the, of the cube, or the artifact as they now call it. And we find out that what uh, Dodge 2.0 is there to do is she's part of a research team that is specialized in uh de-assimilating uh assimilated borg drones the unnamed a uh, term she does not enjoy and we witness uh uh her comforting a uh a uh, a potential hue being taken mm. out from the collective she, she saves the cat if you will <laughs> uh and uh all of this is being overseen by the Romulans, though, who are stingy and secretive uh, as ever. And our boy, our, our scruffy Hugh Grant Romulan boy, uh, uh, has a line that's very deliberately revealing. Uh, by the way, great device with having the new girl 
on the yes, space boat like as that. the exposition uh, dump vector. Yeah. <laughs> You're new here. Let me catch you up. Uh, and uh, Hugh Grant says, I would like to watch you work. And she says, ooh, boy, you might need to get approval from the higher-ups for that. And then they walk away, and he, he turns into neutral space and goes, no, actually... I won't. Uh, now that's either because his new job is that he's the higher up, or it's because he's in the super, super secret fucking Romulan police. There's basically like a theme park guide mm, yeah. warning yeah. them before they go in that it's like, you're going in there and it might be dangerous. Who knows? You're gonna fu he basically is like, you're going to fucking die. You're going to get killed by... Um, Borg that have left the collective, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of an interesting thing that they're doing is like, these are Borg yeah. that have left the collective. Let's start fucking experimenting on them. Yeah, I think this is this is sh shit is really interesting. And I'm and I, I really did like this scene. Picard has made reference several times in this episode to a character that he mm -hmm. uh, to yes. his Romulan housekeepers. And they were like, do you really think she's going to want to do have anything to do with you? And he was like, well, I don't really have another choice Yes, because uh, Rika is too fat. <laughs> we couldn't get Michael Dorn on contract for this. He wanted too much money. And Jordy's just a little creepy man. He keeps <laughs> posting on Reddit all day. It really is like have you seen some of the stuff he talks about online? Why do you keep insisting that Jean-Luc Picard was played by Orson Welles? <laughs> <laughs> was he not? No. Oh, the Romulan <laughs> The French champagne. <laughs> Romulan ale made with the Um, <laughs> He is referring to Rafi, which... I'm the gonna, children's singer. <laughs> um, I'm going to <laughs> reveal some information from the prequel comic. Rafi was his number one when he was an ad. Oh. So what I understand from reading Wikipedia is that she also has a substance abuse problem that will be explored. Uh, yes, I believe so. She just a big old uh, mush. I think so. And, and noise. Finally, scene. representation. <laughs> we, yeah. we see <laughs> the scene. He takes out his uh, communicator, which um, he he slaps on, and then he messages her. <laughs> you that kind of got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think it's the scene where weird ear uh, lady. Yes. And he has the hologram conversation with Dun Dun Dun, her brother. And so. It's revealed so that Hugh Grant I, needs to get information out of Asha. Here's a weird thing. Did you get like, and I don't think they intended to do this. It just played this way. It ended up playing like they had sexual tension. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's it, did. it was very strange. They were both making weird choices. Yeah, that's because they're fucking Cylon. <laughs> And they're only oh, brother yeah. and sister. And the, this, I'm sorry, I just, I can't go, I can't Justin, not point we, out how gonna much. Justin, we're going to start making Battlestar Galactica references, and you're not going to understand any of them. Well, here's the thing. I, They reveal in their expositionary conversation, uh, did you ask where the nest, where these abominations are coming from? Implying mm -hmm. that there is a wellspring of these organic synthetics um, that exists. And it's on a home yep. star, and it's a circle of bathtubs, because it's fucking Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so, 
flowers in the attic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the siblings. weird sexual tension between brother and Romulan sister. Uh, uh, and he even makes a comment about her ears. And I was like, that's why her ears look fucked up. Because she's a Romulan and she's hiding her ears. Mm -hmm. So she's on her way. And if he doesn't get the information out of Dash 2.0, then she's going to kill him. Kill her. Yep. Um, and so that's where we're left with that. And then Picard uh, transports to a sort of deserty place mm -hmm. where he comes up on a decrepit old trailer mm -hmm. and he's carrying a bottle of big old Picard Chateau Picard wine. And he uh, is greeted at the door by this lady. Her name is Rothy. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Uh, and she basically so. tells him to get the fuck out. And she goes, oh, no, no, I don't want nothing to do with you anymore. And he turns and he walks away and he does this move that I want to mimic because as he's walking away, he like holds his hands up and he takes the bottle of wine and like twirls it around yeah, so that she can see it. Um, and she says, is that whatever vintage 22 something? Uh, and he goes, yes, it is. Uh, and then he walks into so the trailer and they took terrible Bacard. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I, I also think it's a pretty good, uh, well, because it's Orson Welles, brain from Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and the, he he talks to her for a second, he walks into the trailer, and that's the end of the episode. Do we want to get All to right, our everybody. final thoughts? Yeah, do we want to do a letter grade? Yeah. Um, last episode, you talked me up to, from a C plus to a B minus. That, that holds. Because... Yes. I think that episode of television, and that is what I am rating here, because I don't know the rest of the story. And a good story can start from messy beginnings. And I'm fully hoping that that is the case. This episode uh, was a just a complete information dump, and I thought it was <laughs> quite overwhelming and not entertaining. Um... If it wasn't Star Trek... Now, if we weren't doing this podcast, I would continue watching the show. If the show wasn't Star Trek, I would have stopped watching after this episode. Um, So I'm giving it a D+. Plus. Mm, C-. Um, I'm giving I it a C-. C-? Okay. I thought it had a smattering of really good and interesting scenes and some good acting... There was way too much info dump. It was sloppily constructed in large parts. But there is enough there that is interesting going on below the surface that I think once we get... So when people got screeners for Picard, the only episodes they got were the first three, which makes me think that they knew what the first three episodes were going to be was all of this setup stuff. Yeah. And then everything after that is a launching pad. So I'm grading on a little bit of a curve because it is Star Trek and it is Picard. Um, and this is apparently like part two of a three part setup process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a B minus, which is a full letter grade down for my last one to to register that displeasure. But I think once we get past number three, we're going to be off to the races on whatever the show is going to do. I agree that there is an uncomfortable dissonance between a lot of elements of this show's DNA. Uh, DNA as a Star Trek show, DNA as modern television. Uh, is it prestige television? Is it sort of cornball broadcast Star Trek style? 
Um, is it cinematic? Is it more serialized television? Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and that shit makes it uncomfortable. I would say it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of uncomfortable to watch uh, as an episode. But um, it's, you know, I think it's mostly, it's, it's holding together. It's, it's not stupid. Which is more than can be said for yes. lots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, we seem to be building towards something here. Uh, it's a little, you know, a little tension, a little plot blue ball, if you will. So, uh, yeah, B. Tom, I want the rest of this podcast to not be about the show. I want it to be you in a room with Justin where you describe and discuss different models of the Starship Enterprise and I want to see how long it takes for Justin to either murder you or jump out of a window. So let's talk about the Galaxy class. Now you could uh, you could be oh forgiven for assuming that that was the Enterprise, but the Galaxy class is actually so the most prolifically built us, Star Trek um, Starship in the Federation. Plan it was used pod. a lot during the uh, Dominion gmail. War, com. as detailed. Oh, in, no, Justin, you have to uh, listen to this. You can you can follow us on Instagram. But it was a less uh, well-appointed uh, version Twitter with more weapons, phaser banks, and uh, um, photon torpedoes and the like. Concerns, uh, it was used for a very uh, long time. Rate us five stars. Review us. We're everywhere. Spotify. Everything. And that's if a, you have comments, concerns, criticisms, or witticisms. If you agree with Justin, or if you are wrong. <laughs> Um, if you if you uh, if you agree with Justin, let it be known that you are a garbage boy stink man. If you agree with Justin, or you know how to enjoy things in life, I enjoy things quite a lot. Here's the thing, man. He, he enjoys exclusively the uh, inconsistent television of one Mr. David Lindelof. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll get back to that next week. <laughs>